Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 602 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn on this Taco Tuesday. Good morning to you. Morning. Good morning. Yesterday was like zombie land, man. People walking around still feeling it. Feeling it, <laughs> or maybe not feeling it. Couldn't get away from it yesterday. No, everybody. It's you know, it's not just the talk of town. Yeah, we talked about yesterday about kids getting upset. I had a couple of cigars yesterday down the street at the Mount Washington Cigar Company. Mm-hmm. Um, met a couple of nice people. We had mutual friends. All we talked about was the game, and they were talking in depth. The people really were into it about the lack of running game and did it again. And it's like this has just been a gut punch for the city. Do you listen to any of the national pundits? Yeah. So I, you know, listened to a couple, and then I Rex went. Ryan. Yeah, he went off talking. Ooh. Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, um, yeah, the offensive game plan after the fact looks really silly, uh, and the the same thing. But here's the sad part of it: if you don't turn the ball over, even with that crappy ass game plan, you win the game. You still win the game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it, it just it's a shell shock to sit here and go, you had the best team in football and you're not playing. For the yeah. hardware. You're just like, you know, and, and that's the hard thing to get past is that, look, the 49ers did it. They went through their lull. They had their losing, yeah. had some issues here or there, figured it out. Chiefs, too. Yeah. I, you know, like. Chiefs more so than the 49ers. And I'm not, what I'm just saying, but the Chiefs weren't, in the middle of the season, You, I, I don't know that anybody was expecting them to be here. Like they're, they're, yeah, they're, there's yeah. always the thought because it's Pat Mahomes. Oh, but, okay, I got what you're saying. You're saying because the 49ers were expected. Yeah, because they, they fell off. Okay, I got like it. Like when we did our top three, mm-hmm. when did the Chiefs fall out of your top three and never make it back in again? Week 10, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so like it, it was, I'm not saying they were a bad team or anything like that, but um, it's just weird rewatching some of that game. Like I see some of the still shots, and I know they're unfair, where it's like, why wasn't Lamar taking off here on this play or why weren't they handing the ball off on this play? It's just frustrating. It's all what ifs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Stephen A. went after Lamar. Mm-hmm. Rex went after Munkin. Well, it's it's lazy stuff, too. Richard Sherman's been going at He's been defending Brock Purdy and going after everyone else. I heard Nick Bosa after the game. Brock Purdy's a good player, but he was Mr. Irrelevant, right? Like, <laughs> we, we've seen him in these games. He, he saw man defense. He took off and ran a couple times. If the ball doesn't pop off somebody's helmet and caught, they're probably not winning that game. He was part of the reason why they got behind, and so was their defense. But, like, he does deserve credit for them coming back. But it's all about whatever just happened, now I'm right because that just happened. You know, like, they're in the Super Bowl, and it has to be just because of him. And this isn't me knocking Brock Purdy. I think he's a good quarterback. I just did, like, the narratives that, that everybody's trying to write now about this. Well, the, the difference is, though, and it's it's hard to argue back because, yeah, they're dominant in the regular season a couple times. Once you hit the postseason, they seem to choke. Mm-hmm. It, how do you? I mean, you could argue it all you want, and people defend it. It it's, it is what it is. Like it just the facts just look like. Well, yeah, you're number one seed in nineteen. You're behind by eight points. You change your whole game plan. Or what we've seen all year. I don't know what the game plan was. The same thing here. You're behind by a touchdown, and all of a sudden, every it looks like you know there's a panic button hit. 
and you change, your, you know, what would have gotten you here? You're the number one rushing offense in the NFL. Why would you abandon that? I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of the guys that's saying that Harbaugh needs to be fired. I'm not saying that at all because I don't think so. But at what time? At what point in these situations does John Harbaugh say or suggest, "Hey, man, you know we're gonna run the football"? Or what point? At what point does he? Demand that they get back to themselves. That's what the head coach does. Head coach doesn't have to call the, the plays, CEO. but the head coach has to remember or, or or have everybody else remember who we are. This is who we are. You know, like Ed said, the CEO. That's what the CEO does. When when things aren't going well beneath them or her, they pull people in and get them back on track. That's what the CEO does. At what point do we stop saying Greg Roman? At what point do we stop saying Todd Munkin? I mean, yeah, bring those people up. But who's the head coach? Who's the head coach? Well, Who, who's there to say let's get back on track? And I always joke around with you. You know, I'm the coach. You're the offensive coordinator. Hey, Jeremy, we, we're gonna run the ball here, right? Yeah. We're gonna run the, I'm not telling you what to run, mm-hmm. but I'm letting you know. Hey, man, we need to run the football here. We haven't ran well, the football in a while. One of the biggest jokes, and people talk about it, is that we always bring up halftime adjustments. Where football coaches yeah. will tell you that. More times than not, there's not a lot of halftime adjustments. You know, there's sometimes you go in and you're like, all right, we got to go from man to zone or we got to blitz more. Like, there are little things. But a lot of times you're in there and you're just talking to your team. You're coming out like, what the hell happened? Are we going with the same game plan? Are we changing it up at this point? But you don't have a lot of time to just reevaluate everything and just map it all out. Sometimes you're flying by the seat of your pants. And my, my big problem with this is, like, somebody brought it up from the 2012 Super Bowl. The only two constants, I think, are Justin Tucker and John Harbaugh. And look, the fact that they, they've been around this long, Justin Tucker's the greatest kicker in the history of the league. Mm-hmm. And I think Harbaugh's a good coach, but I do think he kind of dictates things out. He surrounds himself with what he believes to be sharp people. And I think that's the right way to do it. If you're going to hire an offensive coordinator, let him be your offensive coordinator. But there is nothing wrong with you going over to him saying, to hey, we, we need to run here. Dude, it has I, to happen. I've done it. I mean, it's, like, it's a similar situation when you run a, a, any organization. I hired the best people I could to run the bureaus. But if I saw something going on, we would, you know, we'd go to the chief patrol. Say, "What are you doing? Like, what's going on over here? Maybe a little more attention to you know, East Baltimore next couple of weeks or whatever." You have them do it. It's like, but you gotta, you gotta step in. You you let them plan it out, right? You just hit them in the right. You're yeah. not doing his job for. No, you're just pointing him in the right direction where you can say, "Hey, this needs a little bit more attention." John Harbaugh, hey, I'm not telling you what plays to run. I'm just telling you to run the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe we ought to run the football a little bit here. Maybe we ought to slow things down a little bit and and, and get back to our, our roots. They didn't do that. And and Jeremy, I know you well enough to say this. this your, your, your statement was loaded. You said John Harbaugh's a good coach. There's a conjunction or there's some question in there. Well, look. Just the way you said it. Because, well, look, there are, there are certain issues I have with things that go on in games, and it goes on around the league, with, even with the smartest of coaches. But. You can't tell me Andy Reid didn't come in here and just run a master class on this team. I mean, they they dinked and dunked their asses off down the field on the defense the first two drives. Then the defense played out of its freaking mind, and the mm-hmm. offense couldn't get out of its own way. And what do we keep saying coming into this game? The only way that, like, a lot of us felt this way. The only way the Ravens lose this game is that the defense and the offense have a bad day. Because if one of them has a good day, look, you're still in the game. And all those things were correct, and it happened. They lost. They had every opportunity to win that game. Some bad luck, some goofy things that happened, but but ultimately, yeah, man, I, I do. I look back at, at John and I I question some things. Like, you know, you're gonna get a ton of praise for how good things are, but when it comes down to X's and O's, who are, you, are on, you? Are you on the level of these other guys who that we are see you? in this yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it, because the great head coaches 
Think about this, man. The great head coaches put their stamp on something, on one side of the football or the other. That's what the great head coaches do. They put their stamp on something. And and I get your point. Right now you're asking, okay, what what side of the football does John Harbaugh put his stamp on? And I'm not – I'm not calling for him to be fired. I'm not calling for anybody to move on. But I do think you're going to lose a really special coach on the defensive side of the ball that I've only seen for one years, and I think, or one year, and I think this. You know, like I, I think that that cat well, can, McDonald McDonald. This I, is the second year, isn't it? Well, I'm just saying you've seen you've okay. seen this come around now. I think that after watching this year, that that I know he's an incredibly sharp guy, and and I think he could run a team, and I think Washington's going to sign him or Seattle. So. Um, how do you? What do you say to people? Because this has been the big one I've seen nationally. Lamar, in the, you know, the regular season got like a sixty-six percent completion rate. Postseason is fifty-four point five. Mahomes is sixty-six and sixty-seven. Very same. Mm-hmm. So, what do you say to people who point to that? Not, I mean, I think if you look at Lamar, his problems in the postseason have been turnover related. Um, the play that I was alluding to earlier, I retweeted the still shot of it where he could have ran for 15 to 20 yards. And that's me. Like, you're guessing. You don't know where everybody is on right. the field, but you see the you know guys will be chasing him down. There's nobody in front of him. There's a gigantic lane, and you're looking at it. That play was the strip sack. That play was the strip sack. And, you know, for as much as we like the wide receivers coming in, this isn't, by the way, I don't want this to come across like I'm making excuses because I'm not for any of these guys. The wide receivers that you had at the beginning of the year, Looked a little older towards the end of the year. It did. Outside of Zay. Yeah, Zay was I don't only, know what's going on with the Bateman. Only receiver present in this game. Yeah, I don't know if Bateman's happy here or unhappy. So, I mean, look, there's a lot of questions you got to answer. Joe LaCroix is angry. It's Tuesday. I don't know what he's angry yeah, about. Yeah. He'll tell you at 645 he exactly what's chapping his ass. But on the other side, <laughs> what do you place to blame, the coaches or the players? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ravens lose 17-10 to 10 in the AFC Championship game, and now Baltimore is licking its wounds as they watch the Kansas City Chiefs celebrate on the field of M&T Bank Stadium. And people, there's a lot of blame to be laid, to be thrown at people. But, uh, Jeremy, my question is, who does the blame lie heavily on, the players or the coaches? Look, I think there's enough blame to go around. Um, I'm more or less, no matter what, to me it's execution. I just go back to it. I'm not putting the sole blame on it. It's a little bit of bad luck, but the turnovers are the reason you lost the game. I mean, you had two turnovers going into the end zone. If you come away with just 10 points from those, 
You know, I'm not even talking two touchdowns. You're winning a game. You know, like it's it, it was so weird to see what happened. And it would have been interesting to see them tied up to see if Kansas City could have clicked their offense back on after the Ravens defense kind of locked in. Like I would have loved to see that game get tied to see what happens. But ultimately, I guess I'm going back on the players here. I'll put more emphasis on them because even with a bad game plan, they still should have won. If they would have tied it up and Kansas City would have mustered some offense, that's after averaging only 3.3 yards of play in the second half, then that's legendary. I, I put, yes, Todd Monkey should have ran the football more. He should have called for more running plays. But he put the ball in the hands of his quarterback, his MVP quarterback, his, his all-pro quarterback. This year, best player in the league. And it didn't happen. So even though the game plan should have been different, he didn't put, his, he didn't put the game in the hands of of a journeyman, he didn't put the game in the hands of a guy who hasn't been proven to be able to to take over a game. Lamar Jackson has taken over a game before, and he said in the biggest game. Todd Munkin said, even though I disagree with the game plan, he said in the biggest game of the year, I'm going to trust the best player on the field, and that didn't happen. So I'm with you. It's execution. Mm-hmm. It's execution. I, I didn't. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. Uh, uh, what's the guy from USC that saw ghosts? Oh, Caleb Donald. Oh, no, no, Sam Donald. I didn't ask Sam Donald to take over the game. You understand what I mean? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even ask Jared Goff to take over the game. I asked Lamar Jackson to take over the game. It didn't happen. And I'm not saying it's Lamar's fault. I'm just saying that's an example. I I gave the ball. I Lamar threw the ball to at the time the best receiver on the field. Zay Flowers yeah. was the best wide receiver in the game on Sunday. No doubt. And Zay Flowers fumbled the ball at the goal line. Mm-hmm. Execution. Yeah. Lamar Jackson dropped back the pass. Whether you think he should have ran or not, he was about to unload and throw a ball. The left tackle whiffed on a block. Strip fumble. Sack fumble. So those are get plays of execution. We just did Lamar, Zay, Stanley. That's not that's not coaching. That's that's player execution. It did not happen on that field. I agree. I mean, the coaches didn't overthrow the footballs. They didn't fumble. Um, it's fair, it's just such a difficult argument, a discussion because and the guys I talked to yesterday. This is just it's a good random sample for this conversation. It was just meeting two guys I had not met before, and we're chatting, and it's like one guy was and you know bring up the Lamar stats, how he just falls off in the postseason, and when you look at the stats, it's yeah, it's it's clear. And then, you know, but the, the other guy was like, Mo Munkin did him no favors. He didn't. Yeah. You know, so. look, he, so my, my problem is, and we've all coached, have you ever coached a team that had a bunch of talent, but they really weren't coached well, but you still had to play your best game to beat them? You know, like they were mm-hmm. just a stacked team. And I've done this in AAU and high school where you run into a team, you're like, man, I don't know how like how disciplined this team is. They're just so much more talented than us. And I think that was the case on the field on Sunday. The Ravens, to me, the Ravens were more talented than the Chiefs. They just didn't execute. And, I mean, you think about all the things that they got done. That fourth down stop, the momentum swing there, right. the, the the double hold, the hold on one play, hold on the next play, takes them out of field goal range where the first hold shouldn't shouldn't have been a hold. They should have scored. Mm-hmm. Um, the safety that happened in the end, or the safety that should have been that should wasn't. Should have happened, yeah. Uh, you know, like there's all these things that, that didn't happen. Like you had these opportunities, and when all was said and done, even with how it was stacked against you, you still had a chance to come back and win that game, which was so shocking with those turnovers. I just, and I guess I bring back to what you just said, though. I've been on a team that like that was like that, where you had so much talent. Yep. But we lost to a lesser team in the championship game. 
I, we had five guys with D1 players on my senior year. I bet they didn't have one. And they beat us. And I think, I wonder, like you said, Andy Lee Reed put on a, a coaching clinic. It just I, Maybe that I, was it. When I watched the beginning of that game, and again, I want to sit down and see the All-22, and I need to rewatch the Lions game too. Um, but this was something where I'm watching it going like, is this really happening at the beginning of the game? Because I'm sitting next to all Ravens fans I'm surrounded by. I assume you guys were too. And it's like, okay, there's a screen pass to Kelsey. There's a screen pass that way. Here's a handoff. Mm-hmm. Here's a screen pass to a wide receiver. Here's another screen pass. Oh, it's fourth down. What are they going to do? They're going to run some fake motion this way, get you dragging one way across. Mm-hmm. Here comes Tre- uh, Kelsey across the field. How is he wide open? Boop, throw Th- it up. 13 there. yards. Penalties yeah. that bailed him out of some on third down. But how many third downs did they convert? And you talked about the time of possession. So, yeah, I clearly think they were out coached, but I still think they were the better team. They were. 410-583-1057. Let's hit to the phone lines, guys. Let's go to Rashawn in Baltimore. What's up, Rashawn? Hey, good morning, y'all. How you doing? Well, how are Stop, you? Man. All right. Hey, listen, I want to say uh, execution, turnovers, um, Lamar Jackson, like scared to take the game into his hands, man. Like, I guess he was sometimes like he was like scared to run. He wanted to step, you know, stay in the pocket and, you know, and try to beat him with his arm, even though like, a lot of the times the uh, receivers, what, you know, getting separation or getting open. Like he was just like scared to take the game over. And also, um, Harbaugh, too. You know, during halftime, I think he talked to the reporter. He was like, yeah, you know, we got to, you know, establish the run game. You know, they come out in the second half, and they still don't, you know, establish the run game. Absolutely. So, at, at, at what point in time does he, like you said, the, um, the, the blame um, comes on Harbaugh? Like, say the same thing happened next year in the playoffs. You know, like, when is this guy going, like, get on the well, hot seat? Well, the same thing happened in 2019, because after the game, he was just talking about the game flow. Well, it's, just in the, it's the same quote he used this time around. Talking about the game, oh, the running, yeah, the running game. We would like to have run more, but get back to it. And again, I go back to those screenshots. If you look at the play where Lamar had a strip sack, he could have taken off and ran. God knows for how long. Uh, definitely for at least fifteen. The last defender has his back to him, chasing somebody, um, and then there's a seam. And again, it's easier said than done. Sta- sitting here looking at a mm-hmm. screenshot. The other thing that happened is when he threw that interception to um, uh, when he was going somebody to Lightly, underneath. Odell Beckham hit Wide cleared underneath. 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 Now, again, if you got three people on one receiver, somebody's open. Yeah, and and to be fair, I think when the ball went in the air, the guy that was covering no, it Odell, didn't. no, 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 it didn't. No, it he didn't. broke off. Jeremy, no. no, it didn't. Before he threw the ball, Odell Beckham Jr. He his both shoulders were cleared of oh, the I defender. No, I don't disagree with That's that. That's wide open. I, I was you're getting ready to say the same thing I am. Yeah. He's open, but I'm saying like you could sit there and look at it and say when the ball goes in the air that the defender leaked off. That was a great route that he turned him. So he had yeah. at least a 20-yard, probably 15 to 20 down the field, mm-hmm. wide open. And the reason why it was so easy for the defender to break off because he was beaten that badly. He mm-hmm. was over top of the route. Marcus in Baltimore. What's up, Marcus? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, I'm a supervisor at my job, right? Right. So we have people underneath us. There are times where I see talent where sometimes I have to put the talent in the best position to win. Why is it every time we get inside of these big moments, we go away from everything that we've done all year that works? Lamar dropped back 83% of the time. What if we had success? Lamar passes from 20 to 25 times. Pass what, 37 times? Why are we going away from the run? Marcus, let me ask you a question. You think Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer? Yes. There's a stat in Aaron Rodgers' career. His team wins more when he passes under 40 times. And he's a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so the, least, the least amount of times he has to throw, the better chances his team has to win. But, yeah, we're going to put 
We're going to put our quarterback with a team that's run heavy in a position that not even good for a Hall of Famer like Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to tell you to go look at the numbers when the Ravens run the ball 20 or more times what their record is. It's ridiculously good. They just and, and, and it makes look, sense. Yeah, it does because if you're one in fifty one, huh? When they run less than twenty times, one in fifty one. Yeah, and when it's the other way, it's it, it's it's a one lot. in fifty one. When they run less than twenty times, so that's multiple regimes. Also, yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah, since yeah, yeah. two thousand one. Yeah. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's big bad morning but that show. That one win was good though. Fan, <laughs> what's trending at seven o'clock? What? Angry Joe at 645, but on the other side, the run-pass ratio is bad. Also, taking your phone calls. We're not ignoring you. We know you want to vent. Trust me, we do too. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 6.32 in the a.m., Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. And the uh, most talked about situation with the Baltimore Ravens right now is what happened or what did not happen on the offense, Ed Norris. The run-pass ratio, absolutely ridiculous. It's something that we will scratch our heads about the entire offseason. I think this is something that the Ravens will probably still be asked about in the preseason, to be honest with you, next year when we oh, see them. next year's going to be horrible as the season approaches. I can't imagine because if you, even if you just go online reading, like obviously I'm sure all of us have been doing the same thing the last couple of days, just reading all these opinions about the, the Sunday's games. Basically both, every it seems like the national consensus more is that the Ravens and the Lions choked and the Chiefs and the 49ers didn't really yeah, win. The Lions had a huge lead. Yeah. Huge lead. Huge lead. And again, a couple of, but in their case, I think it was dumb coaching moves. And I like Dan Campbell. But those fourth downs, you know, why would, one field goes like 25 yards. Why would you not just take a chip shot and take three? Yeah. 17, Jordan, I was just talking. 17 seems to be the magic number. Because the Lions were, what, the first team with a 17-point lead in the championship game and lose? The Ravens were the first team holding an opponent to 17 points and lose. Yeah. So, Ravens ran the ball 16 times. Six of those carries were by running backs. They threw the ball 37 times. And uh, that's just not the – ratio that's going to help them win football games. D in Park Heights. What's up, D? Hey, hey what's going on, y'all? Long time listener, first time caller. Welcome to the show. I, I just want, I want to blame, I, I blame coaching and, and, and the offense because when do the quarterback go to the coach and say, can we run the ball or we going to run the ball? Just give me your opinion on that. Well, yeah, it should as well. And we don't know whether or not he has the ability to change from the pass to the run. I think he does because we've seen Lamar Jackson move people around a lot uh, uh, during games. And, and I agree. 
we keep saying Harbaugh should, should, should suggest it, but yeah, Lamar Jackson could have the same suggestion as well. Uh, Benjamin Woodlawn, what's up, Benjamin? Hey, good morning, fellas. A great show as ever. Thank you. Um, hey, real quick, the first thing I'm going to say, Jeremy and his commercial talking about the Wizards. If the Wizards win, man, they, their record may be better, but they worse than the Detroit Pistons. You better off going to a food line. Hey, uh, man, easy. Line easy. Food. Hey, Benjamin, you Benjamin. know what? You know what was funny, Benjamin? When he said it, I looked at Ed and said, <laughs> Wizards win. Hey, you got to stay on the right path. We're talking about the damn Ravens here. <laughs> hey, the, the, the first thing I'm going to say, which goes into coaching, is the Detroit Lions. Um, you up by 17. Um, even though you're not making turnovers, you're basically giving the ball back to the 49ers so that they can score. Take them field goals, take them points, and keep the score rolling. You basically gave away the game. In the case of the Ravens, I put the blame on coaching. I feel like um, chestnut checkers, pressure bust pipes. If a good coach is coaching against John Harbaugh, and the game is not, and the game is close, he will make a he will he will get out coached every time and lose the game. Whether it's Andy Reid, whether it's Mike Tomlin, and I just leave it at that. Benjamin, thanks a lot, man. You agree with that, Ed? No, not always. I, I I think that's a little unfair. He said um, the game is close. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 the problem I have is, you know, I think Harbaugh is a good coach. I, I don't think he always gets out coached. I mean, he has won the Super Bowl and he's got he's had tremendous success. Um, I'll take both of those coaches that he mentioned over. I, I do think Benjamin's right though. If the Wizards win, you do get a two fifty Big Mac the next day on the McDonald's app. But uh, Benjamin was right. Oh boy, you take it back to McDonald's, huh? Let's go to Tillman Island and get Jay. What's up, Jay? Hey, good morning, man. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I, the thing I took away from the game is, and I blame it on the defensive coach mainly. When you got Kelsey. And Mahomes, I mean, they're a unit, and they they always connect with each other. I don't know why they didn't – this is what I would have done. Maybe it might not have been the right thing, but I would have double-teamed Kelsey off the line. I'd have hit him. I wouldn't have given him that 12-yard buffer. I'd have hit him on the line of scrimmage as much as I could, and then one of the players would, you know, come off of it and want to blitz. But if you disrupt him for three, four seconds, it's going to take him out of the game. Out of the equation is going to take him out. You can interrupt anybody for three, four seconds. Jay, Jay I, I, I hear you, but you think no one in 10 years has tried it against Kelsey? Yeah, and if, you the man's a Hall of Famer. It disrupts him for a fraction of a second, first yeah. of all, when you hit them off the line. Second of all, you realize they held the Kansas City Chiefs to 17 points. Yeah. None in the second half. They had six punts. I, I love when people come up with this easy solution to stopping Travis Kelsey. Yeah. yeah I mean, if, if that was the case, he wouldn't be Travis Kelsey. So when they were running man, he killed him. He just he destroyed yeah. it. And then Kyle Hamilton. And when he runs zone, he kills you because he yeah. finds his, you know, the gaps. I'd prefer to run zone against him, chuck him at the line of scrimmage, try to throw him off. Mm-hmm. But like, and, and I know that like there were a couple of plays that Jay's talking about where you're like, man, Kelsey's like unblocked off the line, but... A few of those plays were like third and thirteen. They were playing to the sticks, right. yeah. So they weren't up there trying to chuck them in case they get, you know, like. Yeah. I, so I get it. I mean, I understand the frustration, and you want to see these guys chucked at the line of scrimmage and not get a free release. But uh, depending on the type of defense you're running, that might not be possible. Kyron Rice's town. What's up, Kyron? What's up, fellas? Yeah, he's getting a free release, Jeremy. And and then when he wasn't getting a free release, it was a cat and mouse game because. They sent Kelsey in, in like a slight motion to see who guarded him. And it was it was a cat and mouse game. We got 
we got out coached big time, but I, I kind of agree with you, Rob. The, the players, they didn't execute. But I just feel like offensively, they, they didn't put us in the right position to, to, to win, man. Like, uh, for example, you know, they, we, we got this turnover on downs. They throw the ball three straight times, three and out. How do you think the defense feel when they got to come right back out after that, that momentum shift like that? And then defensively, you cannot give Kelsey, and the guy just spoke about it, a free release every time. And, and, and Mahomes, where was the pass rush? We blitzed. I mean, that was just terrible, man. I'm so disappointed in our game plan. It's, 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 it's terrible, man. Now Lamar getting killed. Is it, should Lamar get killed like he's getting killed yes, right now, Rob? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, why is it that we, we put him on a pedestal when he's playing so great, and in a moment like that, and he doesn't play great, we act like we didn't see it? Yes, Lamar has to do better in that situation. Should they have run the football more? Yes. But I put the ball game in the hands of a man that we all think is the best football player in the National Football League. He didn't play like it. Yes. If, if Okay, if, you don't, if we shouldn't blame him at all, then don't tell me how great he is. Lamar's a great football player, but he's got to get better in those moments. I and believe he will. It's unfair. Look at this still shot, guys. That's the strip sack play that I talked about. It's unfair to look at a still shot. Look at that. And wow. you guys tell me what could have happened on that play Oof. instead of a strip sack. That's, I mean, that's... Someone else open downfield. Huh? No, I'm saying no, he should have ran. ran the no, I'm saying though, if he hold, because you can tell that he's rearing back exactly. to throw it deep. I could have ran the football for ten, or I could have thrown the football for twenty points. So I don't, I, I don't know what's downfield. Well, Joe, real quick, while we're getting beat up over Travis Kelsey, what did he do in the second half? He had three catches for twenty-five yards. There you go. <laughs> and one of them might actually be considered a. I think it might actually be considered a rush, just it, the way that it was. I think it was. It was, a, yeah, it was a fourteen-yard rush. Yeah. Let's go to Bob and Timonium. What's up, Bob? Hey, how's everybody doing this morning? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, you know, I'm a big critic of John Harbaugh, but I'm not going to jump on him today. You calling in tomorrow for that? What's that? You calling in tomorrow for that? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to call in. Hey, you know what? To make me feel better, I was going to razz Jeremy Kahn this morning, but I know you're feeling bad about this loss, too, and I probably wouldn't feel any better when I got done, right? Yeah, you would. That's right. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Hey, whatever makes you feel better. I'm going to cut him some slack. But, uh, hey, you know, the thing is, and I'm not a what-if guy, but if, uh, you, you know, if we catch that ball down there with flowers and, and get it in the end zone, it's a whole different game. And, and the stuff with Lamar doesn't make any difference. You know, if we just played a bad game, had the best player in the National Football League, great team. We had the best team in the National Football League and played a terrible game. It happens. But uh, yeah. still trying to get over it, guys. Hey, have a good one, Bob. I don't know if Bob could have said it any better. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. Like, do you think Pat Mahomes is the best player in the league? Does everybody but, here agree with that? Like, best, he's quarterback best quarterback. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Best quarterback. And what did Andy Reid start the game off doing? Throwing passes at the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Throwing two-yard pass. Like, you put guys in position to succeed. And that's what they they did everything they had to do to beat this Ravens team and got out of here. And now they get the 49ers, who, by the way, if you've been paying attention to 49ers defense, they haven't been playing well. Thank you. Ron. What's trending at seven o'clock? But on the other side, what you mad about, Joe? Tell us why you're mad, son. I guess I'm gonna just keep it rolling a little bit. But the main thing I do want to talk about: Snow let bl- let the boys taunt. Oh, I'm with you on this one. Let them taunt. I'm, damn it, I'm with you on this. Let one. the boys. And there's watch. there's another quarterback in the AFC North that actually does agree with me. That's, That's right. right. Angry Joe up next, right here on the fan. He is angry, Joe. I call him Grumpy Joe. What? 
why does this feel like a wrestling theme song where he's walking he's down walking the out, yeah. By oh, God. Yeah. By God, it's Joe LaCroix. <laughs> it's LaCroix. Well, you're not, if, are you French now or Cajun? Yes. The angry Cajun, Joe LaCroix. Raging Cajun. There you go. There you go. That's funny. Uh, put a mask on him. Like yeah, Ray, right. Like Ray Mysterio. Yes. I don't suck, you suck. <laughs> Captain Insano. Um, he shows your mercy. So now, you know, looking back now, I think one of the bigger plays of the game that didn't really end up mattering that much, but the taunting call against Zay Flowers, uh, certainly kind of head-scratching in the moment that it happened. The bar that I was at, everybody was kind of, I didn't really see what the big deal was. Just like you, Rob, I watched Travis Kelsey do the same thing, mm-hmm. basically on all 11 of his catches that he had. <laughs> and also getting in Kyle Van Noy's face after the 15-yard penalty. And, you know, that, and yeah, that's just, that's just him giving the guy some juice, I guess. I, I don't really know. Maybe since he's a veteran, to, the refs probably give him that a little bit more. To your point, like they got rid of sack dances and things like that. They, mm-hmm. they said it was sh- or going to the ground or doing different things. Guys yeah. still have their ways that they celebrate. But isn't every time you score a first down, isn't that a taunt right taunt. in front of the guy that you yes. caught when you put your arm forward to yes. let him know, guess yeah. what I just did? It's yeah. a first down. And it's saying, like, if you if you look at him wrong, then that's considered taunting. But if you just look straight ahead and give the first down signal and don't spin the ball, then that's fine. Like, you guys knew if you scored a touchdown, you can give two pumps. Yes, but you can't third do a pump. Third, a third pump is a personal foul. That's, and that's, where, that's how I feel about it. Is that, is that real? It happened to that's Hangle what, McCringleberry. <laughs> It happened to Hingle McCringleberry. What do you want to do? That's, that's the point, though. That skit from Keen Peel is more apt than anything else now because it is like, oh, where's the line? Like, don't you do it. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> oh, that's a fight. He's like, that wasn't a pump. That wasn't a pump. I, I swear that wasn't the third pump. Now, what AFC North quarterback agrees with you? Ooh. Joe Burrow tweeted yeah, he did. after the taunt, yeah. let the boys taunt. Yeah, And I, I kind of agree with him. I don't understand. Like, it's so Joe it's, Burrow was at home rooting for the Ravens. He's, he's young Joe Namath. He's as cocky as he gets. And, and I mean, it's it's so arbitrary about how to decide what considered what's considered taunting and so what's not. My problem with it, and the only reason I disagree with you in like opening this up, is that I feel like it then opens it up to a gray area of taunting. And then now you start to, I could see refs losing games because taunting then turns into physical altercation. It's not just trash talk. Mm-hmm. You have to have something to police them. Here's my problem with all of this. Mm-hmm. Was it taunting? Yes, it was. But as I said yesterday, it happened a half a dozen times before then. At least. Why are you doing it? And I go with the basketball rule, Jeremy. We're playing physical for three and a half quarters. You're letting it go. All of a sudden, now you're going ticky-tack. Well, wait a minute. You set the pace of the game. Yes. The referees, Joe, allowed that to happen the entire game. They set the tone. And now, you yeah. want to, at the end of the third quarter, you want to throw a flag. And it's not the reason that they lost, obviously. But in a microcosm, it's like that is... It just adds to it. How yeah. How the game was played. It's, yeah. It's, like, it's a moment where he loses control. Of of his emotions, and that's kind of just how the game. Towards the end of the third quarter, you were kind of like, "Man, this is just not like they might score again, but we're not winning this game." Joe, do you feel like this is the worst loss that you can remember as a no, fan? No, no, not, not at all. Nowhere what's the, what's near. The worst loss? 
The Titans one, by far. Really? Yes, 100%. This hurts more to me. Yep. Not This does not really hurt me at all. It, it, this one set this me, is number one for this me. This set me back. I'm I, can't believe, I, I, I really am surprised that you're saying I that. I am. It well, is this is because this is the best Ravens team Exactly. That was there. I, didn't ever, I really, really had that much faith in the 19 team. I didn't. No, this is the best team I've ever seen in Ravens uniform. Joe, what did your voice sound like after that loss? Uh, I don't actually don't know why I have vocal fry right now because oh. I literally didn't do anything yesterday except lay in bed. Okay, um, my voice is jacked up. We had a game last night. That's always the day after. My situation with the nineteen team was just because the Titans were not nearly as good. I don't respect the Titans at all. I got you. I respect the Chiefs, and I always knew in the back of my mind that. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid could do this to you. I did not th- think that the Titans could do that. Um, and I guess maybe at that point in time, that kind of started the, oh, the Ravens are going to choke. So now I'm almost kind of half expecting it to happen. It's always kind of like, yeah, yeah, all right, that is what it is. See, for, for me, and I get that point with you, for me, I didn't think that team in 19 was a Super Bowl team. I, well, I mean, the Lee Evans catch, that wasn't like that, was that hurt. One. Absolutely. That one hurt. And Cundiff, that one hurt more, just as bad as the 19 one. This right here, this team is. Expectations were mm. never this high. Yes. For me. And, and set up differently because this was a home game. Yep. The, you know, the Lee Evans thing was in Foxborough. This was you have home field advantage. You're the you're number one seed, best team in football. You've, you're annihilating every team that appeared in the playoffs. You you had beaten already except the Chiefs. And see, my point with the, the point I'm making with is almost opposite of Joe. Joe is, well, I, I guess, the same as Joe. I should say, Joe is saying it doesn't hurt him that much because it's Andy Reid, right? And 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 Patrick Mahomes. And I, I guess I can understand him on that because when the Lee Evans catch, hey, that's Bill Belichick and Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. So I, I understand his point about it not being as big. Last, last, and the last thing I wanted to say though is like everybody just it hurts a lot. I know. Just relax. I don't think that you need to blow up the entire team right now. You got a lot of people that said one thing about Lamar Jackson or John Harbaugh seven weeks ago, and then now like, yeah. you want to completely flip everything you said and go back on it. Like, it's not... Probably won't be as good next year, but I, I don't think that completely dismantling the team is the right thing to no. do. I don't think so either. But you impl- I mean, I've gotten enough calls about that from people that didn't want to go in the air. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. F- the amount of I had seven fire Harbaugh's yesterday. Wow. Mm. He's angry, Joe Lacroix. You can find him on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle, there, Joe? Joe double underscore Lacroix because <laughs> single underscore is taken apparently. There you go. Oh my God! It's Joe Lacroix double underscore coming down to the ring. <laughs> Cordell Woodland joins us at 7.30, but on the other side, what's trending? Rex Ryan is. We'll tell you why on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.